Are you an ISA or agent struggling to convert your valuable leads? Or are you a team leader looking for advanced scripting and dialogue training for your team? Smart Inside Sales Conversion University is the industry-leading training program designed to give you the ninja-level scripting and objection handlers used by top teams across the country. Conversion U covers scripting, dialogue, objection handling, and closing skills needed to elevate your business through self-paced video training and live interactive expert coaching. Visit smartinsidesales.com slash conversion you to start today. Back again, Dale Archdeacon and Brian Curtis. We missed you guys last week. We're, we're back again. I don't know what Brian did. I think he sat in the corner and like, you know, counted things just waiting for another cash call episode. Is that true, Brian? Very, very true. Ex- you know, excellent approach. Speaking of which, I'm guessing that we're probably actually going to have next week off as well, unless we want to, unless we want to transmit live from uh from the event but uh i haven't looked at the availability of that yet so no brian and i are both speaking next week uh at the y lopo event in las vegas if any of you want to come and hang out with us i'll tell you right now yeah we'll be there um i am i alex montalvo needs to come visit us so if anybody wants to visit us if anybody's going to be at the y lopo event please come say hi hit us up we'd love to meet you um uh, but otherwise, yeah, we'll be there speaking. And let's see, Brian, I looked at it and it looks like I think we'd be able to pull it off. But you and I can talk off uh, off air uh, about whether we want to do that. So I, I mapped out the times. Looks like it's possible. But OK, well, um, might be fun. So what we're, we'll talk about it, come up with a plan. But we're definitely here today. And uh, I don't know if we get did we get anybody to mail any calls into us or are we doing are we on our own today? Uh, I think we're on our own. I don't think I received any today, but I do have one that I want to play. And there's a couple of dis- a couple of things I want to show in this. So I'll start if you don't mind. Yeah, by all means. And, and as Dale gets that queued up, I'll just say to everybody, if you have questions, please put them in the chat. We love to answer your questions. That's my favorite part. I don't know about you, Dale, but you know, if somebody has those scenarios, I'd rather talk about that than uh, just about anything else. I like to like like to bring the value for what you guys need. And we don't always know exactly what you need, but we, we try our best. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, cool. Looks like uh, Daquan did up, upload one on Dropbox. Okay, cool. Uh, in that case, Brian, do you want to kick it off and I'll look for Daquan's call? Sure. While, while Dale's doing that, I'll be happy to do that. And, and I'll give you a little uh, reference on this. Is This is a this is a Zillow call. And um, boy, I hit the wrong button again. Uh, and so it, it's interesting to see what happens. And, you know, there's some things that Dale and I talk about a lot. And you know, one of my favorite things is stop being a, a customer service rep and start being a salesperson. So um, there's a little bit of that that happens in here, but there's some other things. There's opportunities to learn. And, uh, you know, this isn't a bad call by any stretch of imagination, but there's still opportunities to learn. So I'm going to hit play and uh, Dale, give me a thumbs up if you can hear me. Doing well. Good. How can I help you today? I saw a listing on Zillow uh, that I was going to inquire about. Okay. Let me see if I can get it pulled up. Was it land or was it a home? It's land. Mm-hmm. Okay. On Sugar Creek Road? Correct. Okay. The 11878 Sugar Creek. All right. Let me get it pulled up. Okay. I do show that it's active. It's listed at $239,000. Uh, let us see. And we've got almost 10 acres, 9.22. Does that sound right? Yes, it does. Okay. Did you have any specific questions that I can help with or would you, have you guys drove by or anything? One of the things I want to start with is basically all the data that's on Zillow 
is basically the same data that's on the MLS now. And for me, if someone starts reading that stuff back to me, oh, it's 239,000, it's 9.2 acres, it's this, it's this, it's this. As the, as the customer, I'm like, I already know that. And granted, I'm probably an impatient person and I need to you know work on that. That being said, there's a lot of people like me who just want what they want. So I guess what I'm saying is be careful not to just give people information because she didn't ask for any of that. It's so, not useful. Right. You know, you're asking, you know, and this is something I think we forget as salespeople all the time. We feel like if we're talking, we're in control and the exact opposite is true. When you're asking questions and the other person is talking, that's when you're in control. That's when you're moving the conversation the way that you want it to go. If you're just providing information, then you're just bouncing off of them. So, you know, one of my good rules is, and it's hard to track, although call action, you know, I'm friends with Jesse who owns that company. He actually has a deal where if you use his system, it shows what percentage each person talks, which is a really cool piece of technology for training. So, but, you know, as a rule, guys, try and talk 40% to 60%. In other words, you want the potential client talking more than you it is the short version of that. So I don't know yeah. how you feel about that, but I think that's uh, important. I completely agree. Uh, in fact, I was training a salesperson today and um, you know, the person was pretty much ready to go. And this, and you know, the salesperson then starts talking about you know, why they should do it. You know, like they, they were just selling past the sale again. And you know, it's just irrelevant. It's not necessary. And with this particular call, I totally agree with you, man. Like we don't need that information. She didn't ask for it. Right. We don't know that she needs to use it. Now, if that salesperson was just simply trying to clarify that she had the right parcel, fine. But, you know, even I would say even above that, beyond that, I don't care what parcel it is. I want to know, why are you buying this? What are you going to do with it? Can you actually qualify to do it, right? Are you, uh, do you have a fantasy that you're actually going to build your own house and you really aren't going to do it? Or are you just trying to put a pole barn on it so you can park stuff under that? What, like, what are you doing with it? You know, like, who are you? That's what I want to know. Cause I don't care about the land that much or, you know, the specifics of it. No, it, just, this is my rule. I don't own it. Therefore I can't sell it. What I can sell is my services. I can sell my you know, consultation. I can sell those things, but I can't sell this piece of property. And, and I think a lot of people try and sell stuff that they don't own. So just an interesting way to look at it. You know, if you work at a car dealership, your car dealership owns the house. If you work at a real estate company, your real estate company doesn't own the house, the car dealership and car and the house. But anyway, I'll play a couple, couple more minutes. There's a couple little other opportunities that I saw in here. I have not drove by. I just wanted to, I guess, kind of get a rundown and make sure I understood the lot lines correctly. Um, it's a little hard to pull up, I guess, the, the parcel that was put out there. For me, it was a little bit fuzzy and I couldn't read a lot of the text. And so I wasn't sure if you would be able to tell me if it cut off at the creek or if the creek is located on a lot. Uh, let me see if I can pull that up. Hang on just a second. Okay. So right there's an opportunity to say, is the creek important to you? Yeah, man. We got to shift gears. Shift gears. Get... Get out from behind the info desk. Yes. And so that's that's really important. Not my favorite silence. <laughs> it won't be long. Uncomfortable silence. It's uncomfortable okay. for us. Uh, yeah, I was looking at it. And like I said, I just, 
wanted to make sure I, I saw it correctly. It's a little bit fuzzy when I try to pull it up as far as like the text. Okay. There's another Did big the listing agent coming. send it to you? Right there. Did you all hear that? Did the listing agent send it to you? So I'm not saying that wherever Dale and I, neither one of us promote lying that's saying, oh, I'm the listing agent when we're not. We do not promote that. No. However, we no. also don't voluntarily offer that we're not the listing agent. No, no. So, I did, listen, I didn't approach my wife and be like, listen, I'm kind of stubborn and I think I know everything on the first date. Like, I just, uh, that's true, but I didn't need to say it. Wouldn't have got me anywhere. Right. Yeah. And again, we, we never advocate lying, therefore, but we don't have to tell them everything in the first five minutes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> don't need to bring it up. And I saw it on Zillow. Okay. They the, have uh, it on there. It's all listed out there. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so I just think that it was above. That's what I couldn't tell. Like where the track is it track two? It is track yeah, I guess that's why it was on some of this. South side, I guess that what is that is of Sugar Creek Road, but it's on that other side because that's so, where the creek is lower part of I guess the track three, maybe. So I want to show yeah. on this survey. Okay. So track two, let me go back to that because that... how where how far are I don't see how long this call is. How many oh, minutes this, are we in? This call is 14 minutes, so I'm gonna play another about one more minute of it. I, I'm no, not gonna play the whole thing. I want to know how far into the call we are because I want to make a point. We're three minutes into a 14-minute call. Three minutes into this call, and I still don't understand why this person's trying to buy land. Like, that is a problem. We need to be there I much agree. faster. Absolutely. Okay. There's a very important thing that's about to happen, and that's why I wanted so to So Sugar that. Creek Road, it's like north of Sugar Creek Road. Okay little notes they had i mean they there's several different building spots it's kind of a mixture of wooded and pasture land um, right sorry hard to find yeah it, it looks like a really pretty piece of land this is it is um so they do they do not require an appointment to look at the land um okay feel free you can drive out there at any time look at the pretty so there's two more points that's the first point don't send somebody out on their own, even land. Like I understand, like I never, I hated showing land because I'm like, look, it's a piece of land and there's not, <laughs> but that's not the point of the appointment though. The point of the appointment is let's get with this person, have a conversation, build rapport. I, I don't even know if this person has a significant other, but they, there's a chance this person has a significant other, get to meet them. So don't miss an opportunity or don't do the exact opposite of, get an op you know there was an opportunity to say hey why don't we go meet out at this property i'll find out where the property lines are i'll bring you an updated survey that's not blurry all these different opportunities that we have here every agent i've ever talked to down you can correct me if, if i'm wrong about this maybe you might have an exception not a single agent has ever told me you know what i'm really good at i'm really good on the phone and i suck in person no one's ever <laughs> right. told me that they've right. a lot of people have told me the exact opposite and yeah. every yeah. single person i've ever talked to would say they're at least at a minimum at least as good in person as they are on the phone so yeah. you know i go over four objectives of a phone call the third objective is set an appointment so 
you know, one of the things that's really important, guys, is we want to get in front of these people. And there's a perception out there. And I, I, you've heard this, you've been around for years like me, Dell. the idea of, well, I don't want to waste my time. And if you're an agent who's worried about wasting your time, you're going to spend a lot more time watching Wheel of Fortune than you are going to make money. Because it, there's a lot of wasting time in what we do. That's the reality. We go and we meet people, we find out they, they're not good fit. They're not going to work with us, whatever. But that's part of our deal. And yep. I would challenge those of you who don't believe that you ever, ever, ever go and do this. Um, I receive a lot of regard. Okay, cool. I'm glad, Alex. And, you know, by the way, like, here's the other thing. This lot's like 250 grand. We're not talking about, you know, a $25,000 lot. So $25,000 lot, I might tell them to go look for it themselves. But, yeah. you know, this is an average, you know, in my market, the average sales price is around 270. So this is a this is worth your time, it's type of thing. So I'm going to play yeah. just another little bit of this because there's something else that happens I think is really important for us to point out, and then I'll move on. Um, it says, look for the signs in the banner. The first gate to the pasture is open. Um, okay. There is an east gate. It has like a decorative neighbor to the east. There's a Saw the house, and I was like, wait a minute. So they're utilizing an easement basically through this property probably to get stairs. So that would be, you know, just something to think about. Yeah, definitely. I think I definitely want to drive out there and just look at that and see what that all entails. And mm -hmm. um, are you guys out. kind of, like, are, yeah. Are you guys looking for land to build? Yes. Okay. Well, awesome. Well, I would love to help you guys out if you aren't already working with an agent. Um, have you guys just kind of started looking? So I hate when agents make assumptions. Have you guys just started looking? That's the question I want to point out. By the way, it ends up they're, they've been working for a while and their agent basically didn't renew their license. So there's a huge opportunity to pick this person up. Wow. But don't, I think I see, I listen to a lot of phone calls and Dale, I'm sure you do too, where people make an assumption. So I can, I can gather that same information without making that person say no. So are you, are you just starting in your process? No, I've been looking for six months. It, it, how about, how long have y'all been looking? So ask an open-ended question instead of a closed-ended question. Don't put yourself in a box. I know that seems like a minor thing, but this is what this what cash calls about, right? It's not trying to teach somebody how to make a phone call for the first time. We're trying to take help you guys go from that 75, 80 out of 100 phone call to that 99, 100 phone call. And those are the little things. When you ask those assumptive questions, it makes you feel, it makes the, the person feel like you're not listening. You're make, you've already made up your mind about them. So short version is stop that. Ask yeah. open-ended questions with no assumption when you're doing discovery. There's times yeah. to make assumptive stuff, but it's not when you're doing discovery. So anyway, I thought that was really an important thing because I'm hearing it more often. And I don't know what that's about, but I've, I've heard it a lot in calls lately where people yeah. are like, my experience with salespeople is that uh, they often try to, they, they want to be right. Uh, they want to demonstrate their knowledge. They want to demonstrate sort of their mastery, or they want to demonstrate that they understand the situation. And so their fear of being wrong about something that it causes them to make those assumptive statements or ask assumptive questions uh, versus asking purely discovery questions. Uh, and it, it requires you to have the strength to not know, right? It requires you to have the confidence to be ignorant, essentially, right? To be brave enough to not know the answer so that you can yeah. ask it. Well, yeah, absolutely. You know, here's the great, if you don't know this script, let me teach you a script. 
I will find out. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but I'll find out. Like people don't expect you to know everything. I mean, it's nice if you do, but at the end of the day, you know, where's the exact lot line on this lot? I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know, but I'll find out if that's important. Sounds like it's important to you. We'll make sure we figure that out. Yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, all right, let's play this one. So Daquan did send in a call and a, a Mike Williams sent one in too. I, thanks for prompting me to check, Brian Curtis. <laughs> I need to prompt you before the call. Yeah. Let's play this one. I haven't listened to this one, so we'll see. Hopefully Daquan didn't hey, a booby trap. Can you hear it? Wait, I don't know if I shared my sound. Hold on. Yeah, you did. I was sorry. I thumbed up you. Sorry. Oh, okay. Sorry. It was so loud on my end. I thought I didn't share it. Jaquan Henry, how are you? Hi, good. Very well, thanks. Good, good. I'm glad to hear. How, how are the uh, tests and exams going? Uh, good. They're going well. Good, good, good. I'm glad to hear. I know uh, last time we chatted, I said I'd give you a call closer to the end of March to see how things were. Are you, uh, are, you, are you ready to start receiving and looking at listings or what, how's your timeline looking? No, I think ma uh, the market is correcting now, right? Uh, well, the, after the interest rates went up in the beginning of March, you know, we're finally starting to see prices not decrease, but we're starting to see uh, things in the market uh, not sell so fast. So we're seeing the competition finally starting to kind of dip out, which is great. Uh, I have helped a few clients get some homes for very good prices without having to compete with others. So, so Daquan, the fact that we're listening to this now, in the heat of the moment, in the heat of the conversation, you sound really intelligent, you really understand what's going on, and I think you're delivering this really well. Agreed. But because we get to, you agree with that, Brian? I do. So, but because we get to Monday morning quarterback this thing, now listening to it, I think it might've been more effective to figure out what he means by market correcting. Cause I want to see where his head is at. Yeah. So it's, that's, that's 100. I wrote down two things. Uh, I try and take notes so I can not, you know, my memory's good. It's just real short. So um, I love that he started out with some rapport building. I remember you. I remember there was something that, that was amazing yeah. and not enough people do that. No, it was so, a great, a great intro to Quan. By the way, Daquan was trained, love that. trained by me but, for a long time. Just but a here's a here's a here's a little question you all need to learn over and over and over again. What specifically makes you believe? And that's the exact script, and then fill in X after that. Oh, that's interesting. What specifically makes you believe that the market is is on a decline? Or I don't remember what exactly his verbiage was. Oh, uh, the market's correcting. Yes. What specifically makes you believe that the market's correcting? Because I'm not even saying that person is wrong. But to Dale's point, I want to know what that is. Oh, interest rates are going up and therefore um, the market's going to crash. There was a pandemic, you know, whatever kind of belief. There's a war. I mean, there's a million different things that could potentially be driving it. It doesn't matter if the guy's right or wrong, but what specifically makes you believe that? And that's also a good thing to, to use as an objection handler. And by the way, I use that as an objection handler when people say stupid things. I think I can buy this house for $50,000 less than the asking price. Absolutely. So what specifically makes you believe that you could do that? So what I would do, uh, great script, Brian, what, what I would do, Daquan, is I would question market correction. And so I think it might sound like, oh, when you say market correcting, what exactly do you mean? Or correcting how, right? Because I want you to explain to me what you think that is. Is that prices coming down? Is that interest rates changing? Is that more homes coming on the market? Whatever it is that he thinks. So just so we can gauge where he's at. 
Oh, I'm sure that the so Daquan, those are two pieces of advice there. I want to hear what happens when or where we give the mic back to the lead. So I, I, I wouldn't say that we're necessarily correcting because, you know, prices haven't started dropping, but people have been able to buy homes a lot more comfortably where you don't have to, you know, bid. bid. So here, Daquan, you're handling an objection that you don't fully understand. That's that's what me and Brian are trying to trying to get at with you. Because now you got to argue with him and tell him he's wrong. Well, now we are arguing and saying that he's wrong without understanding why he thinks he's right or what he thinks is right. That yeah. we could be more we could be more powerful if we understood that. Bid with so many buyers, sellers are starting to list their homes, you know, for the price they want and not undervalue. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I have been watching the market closely in that area as well as the GTA and yeah, prices, uh, prices haven't come down, um, but the competition has definitely died off. Now it's hard to tell if that will continue though, um, as we go into the spring. Okay, so does it make sense to kind of hold off now? Because, because if uh, the trend is down, Good job, Daquan. You stopped yourself and you let the guy continue talking. You hear that, Brian? Daquan was about to jump in there. So good job on stopping. Then, you know, trend is your friend. Right? Yeah, well, it's kind of always hard to tell, you know, what the future is going to look like. I don't know if you remember, but last year in June, uh, the Bank of Canada, they raised their interest rates similarly to what they did now. I don't know if you remember that. And then for at when that happened, uh, we went into a similar lull as we are now for the, you know for about 30, 40 days, and then by you know the fall prices you know spiked back up again when everyone was kind of when was kind of looking. So, so what I would say is before you went into that, why he should move forward or the fear of loss, like the FOMO that you just used, I would either bring up his why before it and then the FOMO or FOMO and then bring up his why again, right? His, his drive to do it in the first place, what he's going to achieve, right, Brian? Yeah. And, and here's another thing too. Um, this is a tough question, right? What's going to happen with the market? We get asked that in every single market, right? Is it going to go up? Is it going to go down? Is it going to crash? Is it going to, you know, here's the answer. I don't know. And it's okay to say that. What I like to talk about is things that I can talk about now. So, you know, I want to shift the conversation away from an unanswerable question, because guess what? If I can't answer this, that question, then he's still in limbo. Well, I, I got to wait because, you know, no one told me what to do. So, if you can switch this hypothetically to talking about this is the market conditions, interest rates have gone up, you know, with that in mind, the experts are saying, and I like to use that verbiage, it's not me, the experts are saying that they're going to continue to go up throughout the year. And so, yeah, if that's true, then we will probably see an increase in uh, inventory. But the flip side of that is your dollar will buy less for you. So with all that in mind, which makes more sense for you? I'm creating a lesser of two evils to go with the information that we know right now. And if we can find you something that works for you, or do you want to wait? And we, again, we, we are hearing everything's going to go up. What makes more sense for you? So yeah. I yeah. want them to at least examine this instead of wait for this panacea where the market's going to be like 2008, because that's probably not going to happen. Right. So, you know, and a lot of people wait and wait and wait and wait and never do anything. Right. Um, 
Daquan, do we, uh, let's see, Daquan wrote, thanks for the advice. At the end, I talk more about next steps. Would love to hear what you guys think about how that ends. Maybe last two minutes if you wanted to skip through. Okay, thanks, Daquan. Perfect. Sounds like you, you go back and forth with this guy wanting to wait and you trying to get him to not wait. And when you are ready to hop back on it and, and we'll take it from there. Is that something that sounds useful to you? Great, okay. Okay, and then, uh, like I said, I'll check in with you every two weeks and we'll kind of take a look and see what's going on the market too, just so you can see sure. how things are selling. Would that be would that be useful? Yeah. Great, okay. Okay, and then, uh, like I said, I'll check in with you every two weeks and we'll kind of take a look and see what's going on the market so we, we get a pulse on it and, and we'll take it from there. Is that something that sounds useful to you? Daquan, in the chat, please tell us, uh, is this guy purchasing an investment or is he purchasing a primary home or is he buying a primary for somebody else? I just want to understand what he's, his first investment. Got it. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Got it. First investment. Um, you know what? If you didn't already do enough discovery with him on the numbers, <clears throat> investment is way easier than buying primaries, right? primary property gets purchased based on emotion and feelings and whatever, all that kind of crap. Investment property typically gets purchased on numbers. And those numbers are going to be either, I need to make X amount of cash flow on the property every single month, or I just need to hedge inflation and, uh, you know, at least, you know, have a, have a, uh, some kind of decent return on my money over time. It doesn't have to cash flow necessarily. Uh, so, you know, understanding that perspective of the investor, use it again and, and really push, you push the buttons based on the numbers and the deal, not, not as much um, emotion. And if the guy is only, if he's trying to invest emotionally, then that's going to be a hard, a hard one there. What do you think, Brian? And, and Daquan wrote in the, in the chat, he is nervous about getting in on the way down big on equity building. Um, yeah. And, and by the way, absolutely. So what you look at is there's a couple of things. And, and I want you guys to think about this. If interest rates keep going up, what's going to happen to rental rates? Are they going up or down? It's not a trick question. They're going to continue to go, go up. up right? Right. So here's the question. If we can find something that will cash flow and give you the ROI or give you the cap rate, whatever whatever they're looking for as their metric right now, is this something that, that you, you'd be interested in? You know, I've got a couple of properties. We can do the math on it and see if it works. So, you know, that's the beauty of investors. I don't love working with investors because a good investor writes 20 offers to get one house and it frustrates me and I don't have that kind of patience. But nonetheless, we can come back to pure logic. And- Here's the thing. If the real estate market crashes and a whole bunch of people lose their house, guess what they all become? Renters. Right. So the rental market's not going down no matter what in, in, yeah. in our current situation. And what I would say to Quan is you need to educate this guy. Buying for an equity play is either gambling or an exceptionally long hold, in which case everybody wins, right? Yep. You, you mean you win in the exceptionally long hold category, which means buy now anyway. What the hell are you waiting for? But if you're trying to if you're trying to invest for equity on a short term play, that literally is gambling, um, yes. and, and doesn't not something I would recommend unless you yeah, really buy Bitcoin. What's that, Brian? <laughs> buy Bitcoin if that's what you want to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> buy Bitcoin. Um, okay, good. And, yeah. And so get him a prize. So that. 
Daquan wrote, property value is so high here that rental incomes are not at par. Breaking uh, break even on rentals is considered good here. Yeah, so find them a property that breaks even and make them buy it and stop dicking around. Uh, all right, and, so and it, yeah, ahead. that happens. I mean, uh, the market that I live in, same problem. Like the house that I live in, I rent a house, which I never thought I would do. I own one in another state that my kid lives in. But ultimately, I pay $2,600 a month for rent. If I were to own this place for market value, I'd be paying five grand. So there are markets that 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 is true in, you know, and unfortunately that can be challenging. Um, and that's why it's a, it's an equity hold. It's a, here's another thing. And don't do this yourself, in my opinion, unless you happen to be a CPA, get a CPA involved and show advantage of, you know, depreciation, loss of, you know, there's different things that you can do. There's more than one way to skin a cat. And, uh, you know, if you're going to be a, someone who works with investors, you need third parties to help educate your clients. And this is a, this is a challenging thing, especially in a market like you're talking about. Like I can tell you right now, I wouldn't buy a, a rental property in the city I lived in unless I just stole it. Just the math is bad. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you want to see if we can fit this Mike Williams call in just in case he's watching? I'm good. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Mike Williams sent a call in too. Let's hear it. We haven't heard it before. It's six minutes, 54 seconds. We'll see what it is. It says Fizbo. This is Sam. Hey, Sam. Hey, this is Mike. Uh, I'm not too sure I got the right number here. I was looking for the owner for 6829 Arberdeen. Nope. You're always talking to the right person. That is the owner of whatever Aberdeen Avenue. So that should sound more like, hi, name. Uh, this is so-and-so. I'm giving you a call about your property at address. It's always the right I'll person. I'll tell you if you're wrong. They will tell, I promise you, they will tell you if you're wrong. They will not let you talk to them if they aren't the owner. I've been Dallas. Did I get the right number? Awesome. Yeah, my name is Mike. I'm actually a local agent um, with J-Car Real Estate. Uh, calling to see if the property is still available for sale. It is. It is. Gotcha. And are you working with any uh, brokers um, in, in that? No. No, not at all. Even if we were to bring you somebody. Hit pause real quick. If, if you have a box. The, the first thing I would ask instead of that is how's it going? So your, your FISBO has been on, don't call it a FISBO. Your house has been on the market for a week. How's it going? Get them talking. This When you bring up that broker question, a lot of people, that's a red flag and they shut you down. I'm not going to work with brokers. I hate brokers. I hate real estate agents. You get a lot of that. Why? Because they got 15 phone calls and 12 of them were for real estate agents. So in my opinion, that's a better question. Oh, great. So how's it been going? Get them to talk. Yeah. So he led with, uh, are you cooperating with brokers? Uh, yes. And the guy said, no. And he said, even if we bring you a buyer, which is going to take him into bring me a buyer and I'll pay you. Uh, so we'll hear that. If, if you have a buyer, yeah, I'll, I'll work with a buyer's agent. Okay. And how, how much are you asking for the property now? I'm sorry? How, how much are you asking for the property now? Uh, what did you see it for on Zillow? <laughs> uh, um, I see it for 954. That's it. But then I'm, look, I'm looking at a data from January, so I don't know if it was modified or anything. Has not changed. Got it. All right, so you're firm on that price? 
Everything's negotiable if you have an offer. Got it. I mean, if if I was able to uh, bring you a buyer, you know, at your full list price with with no agency fees, you know, affecting that, I mean, would you be open to hearing more of that? Yes. If you were able to bring me a buyer with no fees, would I be open to that? You can immediately, I mean, you can tell the guy's personality type. He's definitely got some C in there, this lead, right? So I think this guy, this agent uh, is kind of walking a fine line here because this person's going to analyze every word that he says. So you're going to, you know, the vagaries of if I can show you how I can sell it for 7% more, would you be willing to talk to me? You better be careful if you say things like that, because this person's really going to analyze that. But that's the only feedback that I have so far. What about you, Brian? He asked the same question that was already answered. It, so, that, his question was terrible. Yes. So, I thought he sorry, was going to ask the, if I can get you more money, would you talk to me about it? Yeah. So he already established the price is 954. He already established he would work with a broker. You don't have to ask him if I bring you somebody without agency fees, will you take that offer? He already said yes to that. He so, said so you've asked the question twice and, and part of that, this guy's hard, like not the, not the agent, but the, the seller, he, right. he's hard to deal with. So you, it, these are especially your goal with this person, in my opinion, is to dig for something that's going to make them open up and things that make them open up are not details about the house. As far as that, you got to get them talking about, Hey, by the way, I saw some pictures on, on Zillow. Have you guys done any updates to it? Or does it look like that? Or, you know, was this a property that you guys were living in? Or is this something that you were using as a rental property? Something that's not, you know, it's kind of like you, you said this on a call six months ago, Dale, ask him a current tense question that puts no pressure on the situation. So potentially he'll open up. Like we always say, when you're talking to somebody who's a buyer, Oh, do you currently rent or you do you currently own? Oh, I currently rent. Oh, great. Well, what do you like about that rent? So some kind of open them up type of question is where I would try and go. Now, let me say this. This guy's hard. You might not get anywhere with it, but you got to try. Yeah. So Alex Montalvo asked, shouldn't he just ask for the appointment? Why qualify on the phone? Alex, uh, there are some camps of FISBO workers who will say, hey, would you cooperate with me if I bring a buyer and pay a commission? They say, yes, fantastic. Can I preview your home under the premise that really you're just trying to meet them face-to-face -face and potentially tell them about your services? It sounds like this particular, and then the other camp is, I'm not going to come see you or, or fake a preview of your home unless you've at least agreed that you'd be open to hearing about me listing or my marketing services. Alex. So that's what he's in the camp of. He's probably going to go for needing for this person to say they'd be open to hearing about his marketing plan. And we also have to figure out what the objective of the phone call is too. So three, four, five years ago, I would have said the objective of every FISBO phone call is to list the house, right? I don't know that that's the objective in 2022 because I got a list of 10, 10 buyers who I can't find a house for. Maybe I'll sell right. them this one. So now it's to find out if they'll pay you a commission and go meet them face to face. Now I wouldn't, I wouldn't do this right now in a tight market. I'd get out there. I would close as to what Alex said, Alex, I'm just explaining this guy's in the other camp of I'm only going to spend my time out there. If I know that I can, you know, have a conversation about it. Perfect. But I think the answer is yeah. <laughs> no, nah, not no fee. That's, That's funny. Not affecting that the monies you want from the sale. That's, that's what I mean. So, I mean, I'm not guaranteeing that can happen. Uh, I don't know exactly what you're selling and the conditions. 
but I'm just saying, are you open to those possibilities? Yes. Yes, I am open to a, a potential buyer without impacting the uh, the fees. Correct. Yeah, it's the third Got time it. he asked. All right. Um, well, what I would like to do is, I mean, I at least see the property, um, see if that's something I can market for you. Um, so, Mike, what we're, uh, I hope the agent's Mike, uh, name is Mike. Mike, what Brian and I are saying is that you didn't clarify your question here. The seller is understanding you to ask, if I bring you a buyer without it costing you anything, would you do that, right? Or I, maybe he positioned it as not affecting your bottom line. Is that what he said? I think so. Basically, if, if you uh, net what you want, will you pay, well, you know, are you okay? Is kind of the, That's my interpretation of the question. But honestly, the question wasn't very clear because we're talking about, we don't know what the question is. So I don't think the uh, seller understands what you're saying here. Like even experienced people like Brian and I are a little bit muddy on whether you actually conveyed the information. Yeah. So real simple. This is, this is it. Hey, I have a list of 10 buyers who potentially look at your house. I'd like to come over and take a look at it. And that way I can present it to them. Or I have a, I have a buyer who I think might be interested in your house. I'd love to bring them over. If we can work out a deal, will you pay, will you pay my, my 3% commission? So yep. don't just make it simple. Like, you know, dumb it down. You know, yeah. I always yeah. say, talk to me like I'm four, you know, just yeah. keep it dumb. I want to see where this goes. Me too. Could I see it this weekend? Are you available? Uh, I so I'm selling the the property at, at lot value for a reason. I, I the, the property is a 1950s property. It is livable, but the intent is to buy a to find a builder who's uh, looking to build in the area. So uh, I, I did put plenty of pictures up online. Um, we are living in the property uh, and have three small children. So. The schedule showing is just uh, not possible, and and that's not the intent of the property anyway. So it's you know I don't know that it makes any sense. Got it. So you're not really um, trying to market the house per se. You're you're just more marketing the lot of what I'm understanding. Right. Got it. Okay. And what's what's the plan for you? I mean, once once you get rid of it. That's a good question. Yeah. Move elsewhere. Uh, I am planning to do a uh, lease back agreement. Um, so, uh, whoever uh, information, yeah, uh, I negotiate with. Uh, obviously, that's another thing that's negotiable. I would prefer uh, up to a year. And it doesn't okay. necessarily have to be a year, but but up to that point. That's extreme. Okay. Yeah. And you would want that included in the sales price, so. So. This is the perfect time to ask. So what's important about selling it now and leasing it back for a whole year? I want to understand where your concept came from, right? Uh, maybe he's trying to cash in on the market right now, but he's not ready to go anywhere. Or maybe he has needs money. Who knows, right? Right. You know, what specifically makes you believe that it's that waiting a year is a good idea? You know, I'm just, that's not the best place to use that. But again, that script, you know, perfect. So, you know, perfect. If we, if I brought you an offer, we closed today, what, what's keeping you from buying a house? Is it just that you're, you know, tell me a little bit more about that. Just go deeper and deeper and deeper. So, you know, and here's the thing, bring in an offer. Hey, I got a guy who will let you lease back for six months. He's an investor. Or I got a guy who's a developer. You know, these are powerful opportunities potentially for us in this yeah. situation. Would you be willing to, to pay, pay fair rent for that? 
I don't think that's important. It's, it's I don't think that's important either. That doesn't, that's kind of irrelevant. Like we, don't, right? we don't have a buyer. We don't have a contract. Right. We don't have like you're negotiating, you're pre-negotiating something. It, it, remember, just like, just like every other thing, our objective is to get in front of somebody, whether that's get in front of them with a contract, get in front of them with a buyer, get in front of them to, to look at their house. Don't put obstacles up in front of yourself. You're, you're working you, too hard. You give my builder a good enough deal, your ass gets to live there for a dollar a month. Okay. Like that's seriously, that's how it works. <laughs> yeah. I write you a cash offer full price. Da, 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 da. Yeah. We can do that. So yeah, we don't, don't pre-negotiate. Not necessary. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's up to the buyer to bring a competitive offer. Uh, a lot of buyers are offering no cost leasebacks. Um, so if uh, the, the buyer um, wants to charge a fee, it'll be considered with the rest of their package. I don't know if there's anything I hate more than an, an entitled uh, buyer or seller. I don't know about you, Brian. Not my favorite. Not, Not my favorite, favorite either. <laughs> Not my favorite. Okay. All right. So, all right. <laughs> and that's, and how so far, I, I know you've had it on the, the market now a little over a month. How, how's been activity on it with, with you marketing it? There's your question. like it. So um, I've, I've gotten a lot of calls from, from realtors, much like yourself, probably a hundred of them a day. So, you know, I, I, I am attempting to, to be patient and not be rude, but, you know, I, I have no choice but to be very straightforward, right? And so if there is a, a buyer, you know, I'm, I'm all ears. I'm happy to talk. Um, if you want to know details about the home, I'm, I'm happy to share them with you. Uh, but I also have to be clear that I, I am not interested in a listing agent. Um, clearly, I know they're out there and available. And when I need one, I can easily find one. Uh, but that that is not what I'm interested in right now. Not being rude, just trying to be transparent and save your time and my time. This goes for everyone that's called me. I appreciate you make, being that clear on that, and that's that's not my intent. Um, you said you were open to receiving a buyer um, when I started talking to you, and I'm I'm getting educated on exactly. Here's the problem, especially with Fizbo's right now. This guy and a lot of them are more experienced at talking to real estate agents than we are, right? This guy people a day, which oh, is yeah. an exaggeration, but still. <laughs> this guy's heard every pitch, which way up and down. So what I'd probably do is instead of trying to pitch the guy, if Brian was the per this this seller, I might say, Mr. Seller, totally get that. And I'm sure it's pretty annoying. So let me ask you, what is so important about you trying to do this process on your own when all you're getting is a bunch of agents calling you, trying to get you to do it a different way? right? Like, let's just be real with each other. Where else am I going to go with? I'm not going to try to dazzle you with my sales skill. Let's just have a real conversation about how it is so important to you that you want to get pounded in the face by a hundred real estate agent calls every single day. It must be really important. Can you share that with me? Yeah. And, and I'm going to go completely in a different direction real quick. But one of the things that if I could get in front of this guy, I would offer him is I have a FISBO program where I put my sign in the yard and basically 
screen all the calls for you and pre-qual people for you. And why do I do that? It gives me, it gives me, gives me leads. And Absolutely. why would you be interested in it? Cause you're sick of talking to a hundred realtors a day. I'd be, I don't want to talk to a hundred realtors a day. I can't imagine a, a seller wants to, right? Yeah. One of the things, one of the funniest things to tell a, a for sale by owners, the worst thing about real estate is real estate agents, right? Cause that's what they think. And if you just tell them that's, that's what the case is, then sometimes you can get inside their guard and they think that's funny. Yeah. I've heard Tristan, he's one of the best at doing this the empathetic moment. Now this guy is so cold and I understand, you know, if he's getting his phone, it's just blowing up all day long. He's sick of talking to agents saying stupid crap to him all day long. And I'm not saying every agent, but enough of them are going to say stupid crap that he's sick of it. But, you know, I, I watched, listen to Kristen just basically say, yeah, man, that really sucks. I'm so sorry that you're going through. It's so frustrating. I, I get irritated at my, at my peers when they do that. And all of a sudden we're commiserating with each other building rapport. So um, yeah. it, it's really, you know, and, and by the way, Mike, this is a hard call. You know, I, I it's don't a very hard you, call. I don't think you did horrible or anything. We're just, we're nitpicking all this stuff to hopefully help you get a little bit better in those watching. So we are yeah. way over Dale. Yes. So, uh, way over. Look at that. Everybody got a bonus today because we weren't here last week. Uh, all right. Excellent. Thanks for joining us. We'll let everybody know whether or not we're going to be on next week or not. We can just email you guys and, uh, Thanks for joining us on Cash Call. Thanks, everybody.